Hello everyone. My name is Saleha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences, and together we will dig deeper into the spiritual connection with our own being or our own soul. We'll be discovering how to transform our mindset. We'll be looking into mental health and also looking at self-improvement ideas to shape our lives. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity, for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 36th episode of the Untold Story Told. Today on the Untold Story Told, we have Deepak Saini. Deepak is an anti-aging and longevity coach, having spent many stressed years in the corporate world and overcoming an autoimmune condition, back injury and lifelong battle with obesity. Deepak brings a unique perspective to working with his clients. When not spending time with his family, Deepak is researching and staying at the forefront of emerging and cutting-edge health research. Deepak is a speaker, course instructor, writer and actively working on becoming a centenarian. Let us talk to Deepak and listen to what he has to say today hello deepak how are you today i'm doing well thank you for having me I appreciate being here thank you for coming deepak uh, really grateful to have you on the untold story podcast uh, could we just start with you telling the audience a bit about yourself Absolutely. Uh yeah, so we were talking just, you know, right before we hit the record button. So yeah, husband, father, obviously son, you know, all those relationships. Uh that's probably the most important thing that I like to emphasize, you know, is is being a husband and father. Um yeah, and I I am a coach. I work with people to help them, you know, reverse the effects of aging. And uh, yeah, I have a bit of a unique story of how I how I got to where I'm where I'm at uh now, but uh I'm uh, you know, most people would say, you know, oh, Uh, I'm happy to share my age if if anyone wants to know but uh you know most people say oh you're middle aged but I was like as far as I'm concerned like I haven't even hit my peak yet so because again I'm all about longevity and and uh and a long health span so that's uh, that's that's kind of my 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 approach and, my, and the way I think uh about uh, about things so a very long term view That's amazing. I um I have been watching and following all your work um especially on Instagram that because that's where we connected. Um and I was interested in the fact that you are into reverse aging and personally I have uh, been looking into that for myself as well. Uh from all things to intermittent fasting to how our cells regenerate and renew and um how we can just by knowing what we putting in our bodies uh, just take care of our longevity and have a healthier and longer life. uh is that uh, something that you also pursue in your line of work 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's what you know. So I have a public estate goal to be a centenarian plus, so a hundred years old uh, plus. But again, it's not about how long you live; it's about how long you're healthy. So you know, again, when I work with clients uh, or people I work with to reverse the effects of aging, it's about having them a longer health span. So you know, they might get some disease or something, but the way I look at it, it's better to get it when you're like 80, 90 than when you're 50, 60. So if we can push off some of these effects from our, you know, modern environment and everything that's going on in our world and all these sort of, uh, you know, diseases, et cetera, that might afflict us, if we can push them out by, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, we have more time to enjoy our lives, enjoy our family and make a bigger impact in the world, which I think we all want to do in our own, in our own way. Yes. Yes, and I what I uh, understand by everything that I've read about what you've done and all the interesting experiences that you've um, had during this journey of becoming the person that you are, uh, the, the transformational uh, longevity anti-aging coach, right? Um, and also the you know the battles you faced, the lifelong battle with obesity and uh, that journey, right? What it makes me uh, also understand at a deeper level is that you know everyone has a journey that they're going through problems that they're facing things that they're going through um it's very easy to look at an expert or somebody who's like working towards uh making things better in this world and go like oh you know they don't know what i'm going through so how can they help me so in the way uh, i look at it is that to, to through this podcast, what I want people to understand is to see themselves in the person that I'm interviewing and see that they are human too, and they are going through their own issues and their own problems, but how they go forward with it and become the person that they are is also something for others to see that it's okay and it's it's possible to be a person who's going through something and then able to become a better person so how much of your journey was about making yourself into that better person and how would you relate to people who um don't get that how to be the amazing okay great great question a big question there so i'm gonna, I'm gonna approach it in, in kind of two two parts to it so i think a lot of people can can relate to this so um let me take a little step back and talk a little bit about, I won't go way back into my journey unless we really want to get into it, but I was, you know, I had an autoimmune condition. I was chronically sick all the time. I was always sick as long back as I can remember. I was always overweight. I was always the chubby kid at 18 years old when, you know, men are supposed to be at their peak. I was morbidly obese. I was well over a hundred pounds heavier than I am now. Mm. Um, mm. So I think many people can relate to, you know, just, Early on in my career, so I was a CPA, it was my first profession, you know, uh, uh, certified accountant. Mm. I was just trying to, you know, I was, I was sick, I was overweight, I was in, in, inflamed, I had joint pain, back pain, all that sort of thing. I was just trying to make it to the end of the day. Make it to the weekend. Wait for that next vacation when I can finally have a chance to relax. You know, wait for that next promotion the next raise because things will get better you know we have this notion of this you know there's always just the next the next the next thing and on this treadmill so i think a lot of people can can uh, relate to that and then you know chronically sick many people have issues overweight again obese morbidly mm -hmm. obese in my case 
a lot of people can relate to that. Even if they're not 100 pounds overweight, maybe they're 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight. But what really, really was the point for me, and I'll be going to tie my two points together in a second. Eight years ago, gosh, almost nine years ago now, I hurt my back so bad that I couldn't, I had no flexion. I couldn't bend over at the waist without pain. So it makes it very difficult to put on your shoes and socks. Very get difficult getting in and out of a chair. That includes getting in and off of the toilet. Um, my youngest daughter was just a baby at the time. I couldn't pick her up out of her crib. I couldn't bend over and pick up a 10-pound baby out of her crib. That was my low point. So, again, many people can maybe relate to the back pain or, or some sort of joint in issue, uh, in, in injury, uh, et cetera, or not being able to do the things they want to do with their family, with their with their loved ones. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. So, and, and a, lot, a lot of people have a lot of worse things as well, obviously, right? Not to diminish uh, anyone, anyone who's going through and some of it's physical, some of it's mental or what have you. But that was my low point. You know, I wasn't golfing anymore. I couldn't run. I could barely get to work. I couldn't pick up my daughter. That was my low point. I didn't recognize it myself, but at the time, you know, now in hindsight, I was like, I probably was in depression. Mm. But it was my desire to heal my back such that I could pick up my daughter. That became my why, my guiding light, my north star, you know, whatever adjective you want to use. So when I work with people, whether they have a similar or completely different experience than me altogether, it's to really help them tie to what's their why. Why do they want to become healthy? Why do they want to have longevity? Why do they want to anti-age? Why do they want to have a long health span? Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're a rock star, you're an absolute rock star, willpower, maybe you get two years out of that. Most people can't do 21 days on sheer willpower. But if you can tie to something that is that important, that that's ingrained to you, that's tied to your heart and your mind, mm -hmm. is what I like to say, mm -hmm. you will make the effort. And when that third glass of wine gets served or that cheeseburger gets put in front of you or whatever is your thing, you will remember that I'm doing this for this reason. Yes. So for me, I remember how sucky my life was yes. almost nine years ago when I couldn't pick up my daughter. I never want to go back there. Mm -hmm. I never want to go back there. So mm -hmm. many of my decisions, multiple, dozens, if not hundreds of decisions every day that I make, consciously or unconsciously, is to never go back there. So, of course, I've obviously made a big shift in my life over the number of years. People are somewhere on their journey, either just starting or somewhere along that path. But tying it to a purpose or why, um, I think, is really beneficial. And again, that's the number one thing I work on with people. Before we're going to talk about diet or we're going to talk about exercise or any of these other sort of things for longevity and health, it really comes down to heart and mind. You know, why, why is this important to you? Very, very powerful what you just said. Um, I like the fact that, you know, firstly, thank you for being so vulnerable, sharing with us your um, journey. Um, and it's it's always uh, very uh, important, I think, as humans, if we want to build bridges between each other and can create this sense of empathy and understanding each other's journey, to be a bit open about what we where where we where we hurt where we we felt the pain because I also believe in transmutation and I talk about it a lot and I feel every single experience each to their own but every single experience I can speak for myself that I've experienced 
was to take me to a place where I can understand once I've recognized it, how can I transmute it into a place where I can bring some value to others. And of course, bringing values to value to others also starts at bringing value to yourself. So what you were talking about your journey, what I noticed was you, it became important to you to take care of yourself because if you didn't take care of yourself, then how would you take care of your child in that story? And uh, it connects to that idea that I always say is about, and you also know about it, I'm sure many people do, is about when you in, when you're on the airplane and they say that put the oxygen mask um, on yourself first as an adult and then put it on your child the idea is that if you're healthy then your child will be healthy if you have this way of looking at life like where you're less stressed let's say just at a very this level where you know a parent who walks around and says you know i'm going to be going to bring my uh, i'm going to be more regulated today and i'm not going to be that angry today and that can affect the child too so it starts here and i like the why part coming to the why part um very amazing because a lot of people can be in a state where they're like i want this but then the next day they're into their habits that are not helping them so why is very interesting because um till that desire doesn't come from within of let's say in your journey you said I don't want to go back to that unhealthy place because with with that I I, I cannot do so so much that can bring value to my family let's say so you decided to take that journey and go forward although there are many other things that came into consideration but it's where that human makes that decision right um coming back to the idea of many people uh think that this can just happen overnight, right? We follow, let's say, uh, I know my, myself, I've been through a journey where I was, you know, uh, let's say in the 90s, where I would listen to uh, something was on TV that tells you how to follow something that's healthy or friends saying, let's do this diet together. And just for like thinking that this will happen quick so I, I can get fit for that wedding or I can get fit for that event and just thinking that it'll happen overnight and like starving myself <laughs> and, um what why I'm saying this is so because a lot of people think it's a fast process when you go into this way of changing your life um I know that you have put out a quote out there on your Instagram where you say a quote by Robert Lewis Stevenson and that is don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds that you plant. Could you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. I wanted to. I just want to. I just want to go back to one thing you said about you know the oxygen mask. Because uh, I, I, I mean, teach their own. Obviously, I spend two to two and a half hours a day. What I call self care. Now, self care. Everyone's going to have their own definition, right? But I spend two and a half, two to two and a half hours a day on my own self care. And some people I've got criticized like, oh, like you know, like you. You have to be time with your family. You could be spending time with your kids or your wife, whatever. And I said, and that and that is true. They have a point there. But here's my point. If I don't do that for myself to be the best version of me, then I can't be the best husband. I can't be the best father. I can't be the best son. I can't be the best coach for my clients. I can't be the best business partner for, for my partners, et cetera, et cetera. So I have to do that for me so I can show up the best I can be. So I just want to, I think that's a, a, a piece that people are, are missing. So, so I just wanted to share that. So to, to your last question there, 
you know, whatever somebody has, whether it's weight loss or some disease or something, it didn't happen in the last week. It didn't happen in the last month. It was probably years of habit, accumulation of damage, eating patterns, bad habits, et cetera, or, or habits that didn't serve your long-term goals. Let's put, let's put it that, that way. So to think that you're going to reverse those things or make changes in 21 days, you know, I, mean, I keep using 21 days because there's a lot of these 21 days to whatever type of things or three months or what have you is just really kind of nonsense. And again, it's like, is it your short term? Like you use this, like, do you want to like lose five pounds or 10 pounds or whatever for your friend's wedding or your own wedding? Or do you want to live a long, healthy life? For the next 60 or 70 years so teach their own i'm not here to judge i work with people who have that long-term vision i don't work with people who want to like lose 20 pounds uh by the summertime for some wedding or, or to get beach ready or whatever i I'm, I'm i work with people who have that long-term vision we're thinking 20 30 40 i have a 60 year timeline I'm, I'm in my mid 40s i said i want to be a centenarian i have a 60 year timeline now that's not for everyone but you got to think long term now, that being said, with the right strategies, and everyone's unique. There's no one diet plan for everyone. There's no one workout plan or movement plan for everyone. Everyone's very unique for a variety of reasons. That being said, with the right strategies for the right person, you can see results quickly. Now, does that mean you're going to like get everything you want in the first month? No. It's I work with people for a year, and even then, we're well on the journey but we're maybe not always there it depends of course where people are coming from and what their goals are but you can start to see immediate changes and small wins fairly quickly so there's a distinction to be made there between starting to you know sow the seeds you know to to, to go back to that quote but the harvest doesn't come in three months. Sometimes the harvest is a long time. Sometimes the harvest is a year or longer, you know, to, to tie back to that quote. Mm, that's beautiful, beautiful. I, and I, what I also picked from that quote is the idea of consistency, you know, and uh, compound interest, where you put that little effort every single day. Uh, and for me, in my personal journey, it's been, um, I think as a woman, or I, I wouldn't like to just say as women, but it, it goes to men as well. We live in a world where everyone is very much, much in touch with their emotions. And I think coming from that sense of being where we are as a human um, race is that we all have a way of starting something new and we think it's good and we are like put our hands together and we're like, let's do this. But that Putting that effort, effort every single day gets hard. And when we can't do that, come up to our goals, whether it's at work, whether it's for our health, whether it's, you know, in our personal lives, we tend to fall into this pit of gloom and doom and self-victimization where we go like, we tried, it didn't work. I mean, like this is coming from so many people I know and myself too, like the person that I was once. And it didn't work, so I'm not going to do it again. Um, so... The question would be then, um, when people go through that, I tried really hard, going to the self-victim place, what, uh, the, uh, what, what do you say to those kind of people? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I just want to go back to what you said at the start of this question about, you know, like mm -hmm. the, wa you know, the watering the seeds and the compound interest, you know. And I think that's how we have to approach many things in our lives, including our health. You know, you plant the seed, that's maybe the new idea. I'm going to try this new 
diet, just for an sake of example. And then you got to water it every day, which means you have to commit to that habit every day. And then the harvest, like I said earlier, is going to be sometime later. So I love that analogy, uh, you know, or that, you know, it, it, it builds on each other, right? Every day builds on the next. Yes. What I find with many, not to disparage anyone else, what anyone else is doing, but, you know, there's a lot of programs, and there's a lot of information out there, a lot of good information. And to be honest, there's a lot of BS information out there too. I think the key for making people making big change, whether it be health related or otherwise, is consistency and accountability. And that's where a lot of is missing is the accountability. Now, obviously not everyone maybe has the resources to work with a coach like myself, or, you know, there's, there's a lot of quality coaches out there, but you need something. You need something that's going to hold you accountable. And that doesn't mean you can't have a slip and, I had a stressful day or something happened and I went back to, you know, whatever your particular vice is, maybe it's cigarettes, maybe it's the donut, whatever it is, but then you got to, you know, have someone to talk to and get back onto it and have someone to hold you accountable. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a professional coach, you know, and there's something to have, you know, um, there's something to be said for having, you know, skin in the game, so to speak, for having to pay for something to get an outcome that you want. The other piece, though, especially that I don't call it self-pity. I think that's the wrong term, but, you know, where we feel, you know, uh, judging ourselves because we ate that thing or we didn't go to our workout today or we didn't, you know, practice our language lesson or whatever our goal is, whatever it is. Again, I just tie it back to that. Why? Why is this important to you? And it's like, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just make up an example. It's like, I want to be the fun grandma who can play with the great grandkids, get on the floor, play Lego or cars or whatever, and be able to stand up and get actually get off the floor. So what? Okay, you had a bad day. You ate that donut. Okay, great. Well, what's your why? Is that still your why? Yes, it is. Okay, then pick yourself up and tomorrow's a new day. You don't eat a donut tomorrow and you get back to eating right and doing your exercise or whatever the you know program might be. For that person so again i think it goes back to that why why is this important to you and because again that's what i said earlier that's going to keep you going in the long term past the 21 days past the three months six months whatever the case may be is always tying back to that why and then accountability you know they they they're separate things but i think they go hand in hand at the same time beautiful beautiful and um that ties in with the idea of um, um having some that person in your life that you can uh, talk to or tell that you know I tried this thing and this is what I'm doing so that accountability partner as they say or a coach or someone that's in your life that you can uh, you know tug and go like I'm doing this and they give you that keep going right um, how important is that uh, kind of actual uh, you know person a friend or a coach or that accountability partner to help you go forward with your goals I think it's very important you know whether it be you know, it's great to have, you know, friends and family, probably, you know, family is going to let us slide a little bit, right? When things get challenging, they're not going to, they're not always the best at holding us accountable or, you know, sometimes the most friction is the ones we love the most, right? The closest, <laughs> you know, so and then probably the next best would be a friend, you know, has your best interests in mind. But again, is your friend going to be able to really hold you accountable? You know, if it's a work related goal, you know, obviously there's, you know, your boss and there's some, you know, uh, 
parameters around with eligible. Let, let's let's keep it with health. That's my that's my kind of my zone of genius here. I think it's really important to have whomever. It can be anyone. It could be a mentor. It can be formal or informal. It could be a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone that you pay for. Again, you know, mm-hmm. not that it's always about you know. Uh, uh, the the resources that one has, but there is something to be said when you've paid money, you have skin in the game to this outcome that you say you want mm. to 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 have that. But I think it's 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 extremely important for you know that periodic check in. It doesn't necessarily have to be every day. You know, it could be even every like week or two, but just something some cadence that's consistent. That you know you're accountable to this person. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients, you know, uh, tell me, you know, at, at a session they're like, you know, I was gonna do this, and then I I knew I had to talk to you, so I I put that thing back or whatever, and you know, and they're building their own habit, and they're building their own um, new a new lifestyle for themselves because there's some accountability to someone else. And like I'm I'm a professional coach. I have my own coaches. You know, I have a coach for my personal life because, you know, hey, we, who all, we all can improve, I think, right? I'm a, I'm a big believer of that. And I also have a coach for, you know, a business, a business coach as well. So I work with two, I'm a professional coach. I don't know it all. I have my own coaches. I have my own mentors. And I think everyone can really benefit to some degree in many areas of our lives. And maybe it's just a mentor. Maybe it's just an elder in our community, somebody who's been there, done that uh, mm-hmm. for us. And sometimes it's hiring someone to hold you accountable. That's that's wonderful. Um, what I'm getting from what you've just said is also the fact that you are a coach who is humble enough to say that this is what I've been through. This is what I can help you with. Um, because oftentimes uh, what happens is that when someone wants a coach in their life, because um, I mean, I know many people turn to you for coaching is the trusting part, right? Um, will this person just get me to uh, do something that, you know, that doesn't go in sync with what I really want? Or can they really lead me to my desired outcome? Or are they just like full, as they say, full of themselves? Um, which I've heard, you know, uh, in the coaching uh, realm is that, you know, a lot of people find it hard trusting that person. But because where you're coming from, it's very humble, right? It's coming from a place of this is who I am. Like you're out there, you're putting your emotions out there, you're putting your way of coaching out there. And this is what I do, like the, the starting with the why and getting to the outcome. Um, not not many coaches are like that. And I really admire that in you. And so guess my question would be, uh, going forward from the time that you you were going through that time of obesity and all the struggles that you were facing in terms of your body, your health, what were those influential people that you turned to, whether it was a friend or just somebody on TV or some book you read, um, pre-influential people that kind of uh, helped you on your journey to where you are today, just to even name them would be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just take a step so let me take a step back. You said something earlier that I think it's very important. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there and we all have varying skill sets and educational backgrounds, et cetera. You know, and, and not that one is better than another or this person has this certificate or what what have you. But I think it's really key to find the person that really jives with you. And I really appreciate you, you know, uh, the, the the compliment you gave me. 
uh, you know, I'm, I believe in full transparency. So, you know, I, you know, as an example, I, you know, I, I, relationships are super important for longevity and, and long-term health, right? But I'm honest with my clients where I'm struggling in my relationships. Like, you know, like I'm not, the, you know, I'm trying to be the best dad I can, but I'm not the best dad. You know, I, I struggle and I have my, my faults and, you know, I share that with my clients and I'm open with them and that resonates with some people and maybe some people want this you know, person up on a pedestal. I don't think most people do, but maybe some people do. So I think just find the right coach. And if, it, if he doesn't feel right, find someone else. There's there's a lot of us uh, out there. Uh, so I just, I just want to share that just to make sure the audience knows, you know, they're, if it doesn't feel right, move on. There's, there's lots of people. There's lots of, of help available for you if you're, if you're ready to really make that change in your life, health or otherwise. Uh, when I was going through my journey, I think the biggest driver was myself was just honestly was myself. Like I just wanted to get healthy and I wanted to heal my back. Now that being said, there were some, you know, uh, influencers, you know, uh, coaches, you know, whatever term you want to use that I did follow. And, 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 and I still follow to this day. And I, and, and I take it, you know, and kind of my, but in my practice, or how I approach, uh, again, I take a very individualized approach working with my clients because we're all, we're all unique in our own way. But I, you know, do lean on some of their teachings, but I take the best of some of many of these people. So Dave Asprey was one of the early ones. Um, Ben Greenfield is one of, one of the early ones from, from the health point of view. Uh, Tim Ferriss, more from like a business and, you know, uh, some, some of the other, other things. Uh, um, Vinny Tortorich was an early one. I don't really follow him too much anymore, but he was influential early on. So a lot of people, Mark Hyman, you know, and, and now as we move on, there's a lot of, you know, Andrew Huberman, like I, I'm an avid reader and, uh, you know, a bit of a meta researcher trying to stay on, up on the latest and the greatest, uh, uh, of the science. So, you know, I, I, you know, spend a couple hours a day, you know, just keeping up with that. So, you know, Matt Walker, you know, the list goes on and on. David Sinclair, you know, the list goes on and on. So so those are those first few names I said were the early ones that I just, you know, happened to fall into their podcast or their book and started following them. And most of them I still follow. And then it's just grown and grown. Peter T is another one just, you know, keeps growing. You know, I think we need to, and, and they all have, sometimes they all have very similar viewpoints. Sometimes they differ. And then I, I have to make myself determine which one of those do it? You know, it's somewhere usually in between. So. That's uh, that's how it is, right? Like we do uh, when we when we want when we desire something and when we know our why, as you say. Um, the little information that we're looking for starts popping in, and we come to a place where we start understanding what aligns with us and what does not align with us. Because in the beginning, because we didn't live in information. Uh, world, we get a lot of bombardment from here and there. But I think when you start knowing your why, then only that sinks, only the information that sinks in with your why starts coming into your peripheral. And then you start taking up ideas or habits or ways of thinking uh, that works with you. And um, I, I feel that a lot of it this making this change in your life because I think that's where it comes down to is to do with our mindset. Do you agree? Oh, ab- absolutely. You know, again, I that you know, finding your purpose or your why that I work with people. So, the very first thing I work on with people, I call it mindset and motivation, is like a big bucket. But finding your why is like the first exercise of mindset and motivation. And there's a lot of other things too, but yeah. yeah. 
you know, whether it's you want to achieve something in your professional career or a health goal or whatever the case uh, or some some other sort of uh, outcome that you look for, you know, you have to be motivated to to do it and you have to have the right mindset around it. And that's one thing. Again, why, why it's the very first thing I work with, because most people we have this we have this notion in our society of what aging and health looks like. You know, when you get to a certain age, you're supposed to feel this way. You're supposed to slow down. You're supposed to be on so many medications, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's garbage. Yeah. Those people don't have your, necessarily your best interests in heart. You have to have your best interests in heart. So part of that mindset mindset shift is to get people to realize there is more beyond this. You've been sold, sold a bill of goods that isn't actually correct. And if you actually do, in some cases, the complete opposite of what you've been told, you'll actually be healthier. And sometimes it's just a modification. Yeah. So I think that mindset around what you want to achieve, tying that to your why is the most important thing. Before you ever talk about what your nutrition looks like, mm-hmm. what movement looks like, what your sleep looks like. Those are all important things in the long term, obviously. But to start with, mindset key, number one, 100% agree. Yes, yes. And um, it's actually connecting with my uh, personal experience where um, I remember when I first started getting into knowing how uh, autophagy works, which is the cell regeneration for our audiences, um, and how intermittent fasting works. And it started working for me in a very good way, like a long term way. Like I was when I first did it for a whole year. I was so excited that when I used to speak to my friends, I used to be like all these moms with little kids and um, even um, so, like even with my husband, I would come up with these um, ways of trying to tell them that if you just try this, this might work for you. Like it could be a simple thing as just don't, you can eat whatever you want to from, let's say from, uh, just to make it easy for them, I would say just try this thing, right? Just just between 12 and 8, uh, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., just eat what you want to eat, but between that time that you're fasting, just don't eat anything, right? Just to see if they take that step. But what I realized, firstly, most of them didn't have their whys clear enough. I mean, they would say to you that, oh, I'm, you know, putting on weight, I'm not... Um, I'm not so productive, productive with my children or if uh, my back aches, those kind of things. But when you give them a simple thing to do, they wouldn't do it. But then I realized how much of it is about me, like me thinking that I need to tell them something. So I had to reverse that. And what I do now is, as you said, start with the mindset idea of even when I'm speaking to a friend and I'm going like, you know, what's happening within you? Are you like, let's just say, you know, habit changing. Like, are you willing to put the effort of putting a habit change? Let's say you won't have sugar in your coffee today and you do that for five days. Let's see. You know, So it, mindset has a lot to do with if you if you're not ready to make that change here, the change here will take a long, long time. I mean, we've had many, many people who are trying to do things the external way of just like, I will make this thing work for me. But if it's not here, if it's not that desire, if it's not that why, if it's not that consistent way of, this is my goal, then that gets hard. What do you think? Absolutely. And, you know, people want to have to make the change. And, and, and again, I, you know, it just keeps coming back to their why or their mindset or what, what have you. 
right? I was kind of top of mind. This has just happened earlier this week. I was talking with someone, you know, through COVID, you know, many people, I think the average person put on 30 pounds during COVID and this person still, you know, sitting with this 30 pounds and they're asking me about it. And I, I kind of know this person fairly well. So, you know, I kind of observe from afar and they will have a motivated or, yeah, you know, I'm, this and they were kind of wishy-washy and why they even wanted to lose their weight type of thing and i said like can i just this is i think the number one thing that's probably you know you're not moving enough you're not but like from a new i don't really want to exercise and i can't commit to exercise like just what can i change in my diet i was like the number one thing you need to do is just like you need to cut out the alcohol that'd be the first number seven mm. no they weren't willing to do that okay well people have to want to help themselves right mm. i can't i'm not even if someone pays me to be their coach, I don't hold a gun to anyone's head to make them do anything. They have to do it for themselves. So mm. if people are not ready to make that mm. commitment to themselves, then no one can help them, me or anyone else for that for that matter. Mm. For sure. I want to go back to something. I think it kind of ties into something you said earlier and something you also just said now. Mm. You know, if you would have asked me nine years ago, ten years ago, before I started my journey about, you know, laws of the universe and intentions and stuff i've been like yeah okay sure whatever i'm very you know analytical uh, i still am but you know much more open now but after going through my journey learning more myself meeting people in 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 the coaching community who have different specialties and modalities you know algorithms aside you know, i think we all know like when you you know you on your phone you look oh you know what's the new car and then all of a sudden you're seeing car ads pop up on a different device or you know like all the algorithm type stuff aside I believe when you put out that intention, you know, into the world of, I want to, whatever it might be, I want that next promotion. I want to invest in this. I'm looking for this type of, you know, a partner. Mm-hmm. I want to lose weight, whatever. The uni- If you ask the universe sincerely, mm-hmm. the universe will give you the answer. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. It's just, are you willing to hear it? And that has happened to me so much uh, in the last few years, last year in particular, I won't get into details, but mm-hmm. when I put the intention out there, answers are coming to me. You just have to be listening and have your eyes open. You're like, oh, and then I can't, you know, even from so much, not only from personal development point of view, but just like, hey, I'm looking to do this in my business. Yeah. And you just get it out there and let people know. You know, there's one thing for just, you know, verbally and kind of, you know, you know, spiritual, you know, if someone's spiritual or not, doesn't matter, but, you know, putting it out there, praying for it, what have you, but letting people know. And it's just like, oh, well, I don't know anything about that, but I think I know somebody who knows something about that. Let me connect you. And next thing you know, rolls until person, you found the answer because you put it out there. So, you know, you, you kind of remind me of something you were saying earlier. So mm-hmm. I want people to just be aware, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it ties in too to that accountability piece is, not necessarily just like universe, I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever the case may be, but it's like, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. Will you hold me accountable? And then, you know, people will hold you accountable, depending, you know, if the right uh, people. And sometimes you can even make a, sometimes, I don't want to always make it seem about money, but sometimes putting money on the line, you know, whether you hire a coach or not. I heard this great example. Uh, I got it from Tim Ferriss, one of the names I mentioned earlier uh, from his podcast. Somebody had a goal. I think it might have been a weight loss goal. And they said, okay, I'm going to lose this much by this amount of time. They asked their friend to hold them accountable, and they wrote a check to an organization that they absolutely despise. And they said, if I don't reach my goal, 
Here's, you send them, you mail this check in, and then it'll be on public record that I have supported this organization that I totally is not aligned with me. So how committed are they to making that goal? That check never gets cashed. Wow. Very committed. So, I mean, that, that's an extreme example, of course. Yeah. But, you know, accountability, put the intention out there. People are willing to help you and look for help. Search for yeah. help. Amazing, amazing. I mean, it ties in with um, a guest that I have on my podcast the other day, uh, Transformational Coach. Uh, and he was telling me a story which comes down to the idea of this village which wanted rain and they wanted rain uh, badly for their harvest. And so together as a community, they came up with an idea that we've, firstly, we've prayed and we have you know, done a communal prayer for the rain to come as in asking the universe, right? So they did like this intention setting, which I also say is goal setting because intention is the back end of goal. Um, and then, so what they did was they brought out the umbrellas as a community, uh, the whole village, even though it was not raining, they were carrying their umbrellas and walking everywhere for like days and days. And then rain came and they already had their umbrellas. The idea is they believed so much in their intention setting, in their goal setting, in their idea that once they've given it out to the universe, then it will work for them. You know, it all works together. You know, things just don't manifest like that. It has to be also what the human themselves does. And so because their intention was so strong that they had the umbrellas out before the rain, that uh, it actually rained after many, many years. Um, and that's what shook everything right so that's like an analogy we can put it on on ourselves too and i i get that from your conversation is that as you said you know when you are getting more and more clearer let's say your uh, because of your like, just putting your eating habits out there i'm very sure that you might be finding that your gut is much more uh, cleaner and clearer and i know that the gut connects to our brain and the more our gut is clear, our intuition uh, is more on point, right? Which is the gut feeling, right? We talk about it like, oh, I had that hunch or uh, putting it out for the audience, right? That's that sixth sense. Um, it all comes from here, right? And the more we eat clean and take care of our body and treat it like the temple, as I say, our body is a temple, I think um, everything else starts coming in sync. It's a level. It's a level you untap within you, if you say it spiritually, or you can say it's it's unlocking uh, the potential within you. What do you think? Yeah, you brought up a couple of things to mind uh, with that, and I love that what you're saying there. And that the story your your past guest that the story you just shared it kind of reminds me of something as well. You know, sometimes when people use like, you know, like, oh, I want to fit back into my wedding dress or something like that. And mm -hmm. so you have a goal or or it might be like, you know, I, I want to be a size, whatever size. So go buy that dress that you can't fit in yet, but it's hanging there every day you see it. Right. And then you're working towards that. For me, we probably maybe all heard this analogy. I think it's from the Roman times or Greek times where. I'm, I'm, someone's going to know what I'm talking about, but I, I can't remember the, 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 the people's names. But, you know, they were going on invasion and they burned the ships. There's no retreat. We have to win this battle. We can't escape. We burned the ships that we sailed over on. I have a similar thing. As I lost the weight, I had to get new wardrobe. I had to get smaller sizes. Yeah. I didn't keep all my fat clothes. Yeah. They're not sitting in my closet. So, well, if I like, if I, things, you know, I let things go. You know, and I break my why, which I never would. 
Wow. Oh, I have those clothes there. No, I only have the clothes that fit now. I don't have, you know, a size bigger clothes anymore. Right. So like I, I burned my ships. I, I, you know, I burned, I burned, you know, the, the clothes, uh, so to speak. So yeah, that, that sort of reminded me of that. And to your last point, yeah, we're all, everything's connected. There's no mind, body, and soul separate. It's mm-hmm. all one, mm-hmm. right? You know, and this is the mind body connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think people should realize there's no mind body connection. The mind is the head is part of the body. It's all one. Yes. You know, so how we eat affects you know yeah. uh, affects our gut, affects our brain, affects the neurotransmitters, uh, etc. The other thing that came to mind, it kind of goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier about you know we have this notion in our society of what aging or health looks like. True. You know, it's very interesting when I work with people and I know I went through it myself and maybe you did as well Mm. you don't realize how good you can feel Mm. until you've kind of crossed and you've made that journey or 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 progress on that journey you know I my 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 wife sometimes teases me like you're so sensitive you can't eat this and that I was like yeah Mm. because my body now knows that that was you know a toxin to me essentially i can't eat this because now i feel i get this i get aches i skin you know tummy ache whatever and mm-hmm. when i used to eat those things before i didn't realize those things because i had other symptoms on top that masked it the inflammation the weight gain the joint pain so i didn't realize that like oh my tummy hurt when i ate xyz but now that all that other stuff is cleaned up if i have that you know so i guess point being is that Mm-hmm. You don't even realize how good you could feel because you many people have been stuck feeling, you know, the feeling of unhealthiness. And again, that's a spectrum just yeah. has become so normal, so yeah. ingrained. They don't even realize what it used to feel like to be healthy or what it can feel like to be healthy on the other side. Yeah, I I was going to say something in regards to what you just said. Um, very interesting because I was thinking this the other day, too. I'll get straight into it, um, is the idea of if you have not tasted that way of being where you start feeling happier in your body and your mind and your soul, then, and if you're at this level where you haven't tasted this level, it can seem very daunting. It can seem like other people do it or it feels like I'll never get there, you know. Um, So once we let's say, accomplish a health goal, whether it's for our mind, body, or soul, even the little change we make, we do feel good. I mean, I don't know a single person who goes to the gym and doesn't feel good in the first, let's say, 10 minutes after coming out of the gym, right? That adrenaline rush, like, I did something good for myself, right? So till you, and they taste it, like they, what I mean by taste is the five senses actualization of it, right? The, the uh, I mean, you can say it from afar, like I remember when, I didn't have a baby. I could say a few things about babies and blah, blah, like baby should be like this as a mama, it should be like that. But till I didn't metamorphosize, and that's another thing that comes for me, very important. Till you don't become that person, you do not know how you will be and how these tentacles come out and what do you become, right? Uh, I find it very interesting, the fact that till you do not become, you cannot taste it. So firstly, let's not judge the person who's not at that level. Then also realize we're at a level that we haven't tasted the next level. And so if we do stay in the present where we are, as you said, 
making that change and being looking at let's say sensitivity as wow like i am sensitive right but then the other person may be not understanding let's say friends family that doesn't matter now what matters is here right you yourself you are your project what do you think no abs- absolutely we we have to take account of it ourselves you know to your last point we are our own project and uh yeah you know it kind of reminds me of something sometimes get this, you know, and as I've gone through my journey, you know, and I've changed my lifestyle and I've changed habits and, you know, even changed careers, obviously, uh, as well, you know, I, I have different interests and, and I hang out with different people and we have people in our lives and sometimes they're family members, sometimes they're, they're friends or whatever. I'm like, oh, you know, like you've changed. I'm like, well, actually I literally have because like the slowest <laughs> cell to change takes seven years. So you know, my journey eight yeah, years ago, I am good. literally, my entire body is different than pre my journey, right? So I am actually literally a different person than I was, you know, that person who used to party and eat pizza and, you know, binge drink on the weekend and to to to, to dull my pain, to dull my sorrows, et cetera, et cetera, right? Hmm. Now I am a completely different person. So yeah, we have to take accountability and again, start small, right? No one has to do what I do or what you do or whatever, you know, XYZ influencer or, or billionaire or whatever the case may be. Just start small and make continuous micro adjustments and, you know, get 0.1% better every day and that'll just compound on itself. That's beautiful. And um, I was thinking that we do need to get uncomfortable, which means that to make a change in our lives, we can't just be sitting where we are and thinking that the things that we're doing are going to work for us. So in that way, a coach, let's say, comes in as a person who can give you a new technique that or a tool that you haven't tried before. And till we don't take that risk, till we don't make that different way of being as a way of changing ourselves into a better version of ourselves, it wouldn't work. And uh, I loved what where you talked about um, that when you wanted to uh, make that change, right? Uh, it, it was at the beginning people saying to you that you've changed or even now people might say you have changed. So it's it's like, before for me, it's happened, right? People have said this to me. <laughs> they have said to me, you have changed in a negative way, right? Like you've changed, like, and then going like this, right? And I, for the first time, it hit me that maybe change to many people seems like a negative thing. As in, we have lost the person that you were. And I, this connects with also when, for me, because it's all about starting with the self-love love journey, right? Um, this has happened. What do you think of that? No, absolutely. And people are, are, I think it's partly human nature and we're probably wired this way from ancestrally and genetically to, you know, change of the seasons, change of, you know, where the herd is, you know, where we have to hunt. Change is scary. Change is not security. So I think this is ingrained in our, and then our modern society and the media and our, you know, influence from our parents and et cetera, et cetera. Change is bad. Change is bad. So yes, I can totally see where like you've changed. You know, Mm -hmm. we should, we should, you know, those of us, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the two of us and anyone who's on a journey of growth and self-discovery should embrace that. Like, You've changed. I have. Yeah. You haven't. Right? You gotta flip <laughs> that, right? Love that. Em- embrace the change. Yes, I have yeah. changed, but yeah. you haven't. 
Yeah. Not not to put negative on other people, but maybe you know make them give them food for thought. Why haven't you changed? Oh, you don't go drinking with us anymore. You don't go out for pizza, whatever the case is. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've changed. You've changed. Yes, I have changed. And you haven't. Yes. No judgment, but maybe they need to reflect on themselves, you know. Yes. You know, interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, I was actually very surprised. Uh, I have a friend, we go way back, we go back to elementary school, and, you know, he's one of the guys I used to party, and he saw me, you know, 100 pounds heavier, and he was my friend then, he's my friend now, uh, mm-hmm. of course, through life, and, you know, he moved, moved you know, he moved, and all that kind of stuff. We don't get together very often, and he actually reached out, and we, we don't, we, you know, on Facebook, you're like, oh, it's his birthday, what, you know, how we all know, so like, oh, happy birthday, like, that's almost the extent of our communication nowadays. Yeah. Uh, again, we're in different, completely different uh, paths, yeah. uh, but he actually just texted me last week, he's like, hey, I've been watching what you've been putting on out on social media, he's like, mm-hmm. I got this stuff coming up, but afterwards, I'd, I'd really like to talk to you about, like maybe you could help me. And I was like, yeah, hey man, whenever you're ready, I'm here, I'm here for you type of thing. So, uh, you know, just, I was kind of like, here was someone I thought would, you know, he's never changed. He's in his ways. I've changed. He'll never change. I mean, obviously people change, but you know, seemed like he's still doing what we did in high, in, you know, high school and university as part of his lifestyle. And maybe now he's ready. So if I can be, or you can be, or anyone can be just a positive influence on, one person, then hey, we've made a difference. So that's kind of how I look at things. That's it, and that's it, and the humanizing part of it, where you just um, realize that you know we are all on a journey, um, and as long as we're evolving in our own unique ways, evolution is the way, right? That change for me works as evolution. Like that's how we are um, uh, supposed to move forward in life, right? Um, if we stop growing, for instance, go like, for instance, uh, I turned 40 this year, uh, I could go like, okay, so I'm 40, I'm like more than middle-aged or whatever that notion is. I haven't said that uh, that phrase in such a long time that even saying middle-aged is sounding very weird for my mouth. But coming back to the idea of when you turn 40, you're supposed to do this, this, this. I was actually different this time. Like I was looking forward to my 40th. I have personally, uh, because of the little changes I have made in my life, the incremental changes, um, one of the biggest wins for me as uh, getting rid of that guilt and shame during this process, whether it was imposter syndrome, whatever it was. I, what I'm trying to get to the audience is the fact that this 40th birthday, I was super excited. Whereas when I was turning 22, let's say, I was not as healthy. Maybe I had youth on my side. Maybe I was younger in terms of my body being younger. But I definitely feel much more healthy because of the little changes I made for my mind, body and soul. I I feel like rejuvenated, rejuvenated and also rejoicing this person that I'm becoming and going to become. So I feel what is important to put out there is that um putting yourself through this idea of setting an intention behind your goal helps you then able to self-check yourself also and give yourself that self-compassion during the process and so when a birthday comes up let's say this time you can be happier so what do you think about that yeah absolutely absolutely uh i'm not a huge like 
birthday celebration person myself, but I don't, <laughs> I don't dwell on, dwell on them. And again, you know, what is middle age, right? Like, I have a goal to be centenarian. Plus, not I'm not going to try to make it to just my hundredth birthday. Man, uh, yeah. you know, croak. Yeah. I want to yeah. go a little bit more. So, like, I'm planning my 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 middle age is going to be 51. That's what, my 51st birthday is. I'm that's the one. That's not not 50. That that's a milestone. Blah blah. blah. Like, no, that's that's not even <laughs> half right, of so. hundred. <laughs> yeah, like that's I want to be hundred plus. I want to be hundred plus. So fifty one is going to be my big celebration birthday. Yeah. My blow up bash. My invite all the friends and yeah. family that I haven't talked to all year, and you know, get the rent. You know, rent the hall. Get the DJ spinning the tunes. The whole deal. It's going to be fifty one because uh, maybe on some planet. Uh, you know, that that's just how I roll, and I just my animatedness. I my head set out. So maybe another planet. Yeah, so. Not on Earth, probably back. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Flying cars, whatnot. (laughs) Oh wow, we already got flying cars. They're just not. We do have flying cars. They're just not commercially available. So. Yes. Yes. Oh, interesting. Um. uh, Just before uh, we do end this, could you tell us a bit about uh, about your new program that's coming up? Uh, Deepak, uh, you were telling me a bit about it before we started this conversation, um, and how the audience can reach out to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I mentioned at the very beginning of our conversation that, you know, I work with people typically for a year to get their, their goals. Now that's very effective, but that's not always, you know, um, resource wise time and or, uh, you know, money that people are able to commit to that. Uh, so I developed in the last year, a group coaching program that's uh, 10 weeks long, uh, obviously, can't go in, in, in depth, uh, and, and you're not going to reach all those goals that you want in, in 10 weeks, but it's designed such that people start to build the habits and get some quick, small wins so they can feel you know confident that they're in the right uh, direction. So I developed this group coaching program, and my next launch is upcoming here just in the next uh, couple weeks, and I'm sure we'll put it the link in, uh, in, in, the, in the information here, but it's uh, basically uh, my website, uh, Deepak Saini Health dot com forward slash workshop so i have a, a series of uh three workshops very interactive very fun again kind of on that mindset uh mm-hmm. and that notion of what aging means uh, uh to people and you know challenge people on what uh, what aging means to them and uh, yeah have some fun uh, interactive and then yeah after that workshop people want to continue on and learn more we can you know talk about it at that awesome awesome i'll put your website in the information for this podcast and make sure that people can reach out to you. At the same time, uh, I'm sure this program will bring a lot of value to others and they'll be able to see how they can uh, utilize it in their lives. Uh, Thank you so much for this podcast today, Deepak. Uh, Before we end, is there a message uh, that's maybe, let's say, coming from the universe to you today that you just want to say out to the audience? Um, Something that's coming to you true and clear. Yeah, I, you know, I think I just want to summarize our, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's been, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate that. You know, as I try and summarize our whole conversation today, what really is coming forward to me is like, you know, just whoever's watching this or listening to this, you know, whether it's shortly after recording or sometime evergreen in, in the past or, you know, just make that change. Just take that one step. Even if it's on your own, if it's with a coach, with it for accountability, 
or just something you want to try. Like even if it doesn't work out, or, you, or maybe it's not exactly aligned because, like you said earlier, you found something in a book or read something on the internet. It doesn't. That maybe doesn't suit you. That doesn't matter. You try. Try something. You know, we, we, I think we've all heard this analogy before. You know, we're so afraid to fail in our society. Our society actually punishes yes. failure for the most part. But, you know, if you go back, you know, you, you have children, I have children, many people who are going to watch this are going to have children, or at least, you know, have at least been a child themselves at one point, right? Mm -hmm. Children learn to walk by falling and getting up and falling and getting up until one day they don't fall anymore. And they just know how to walk and, or maybe even just run. So even if you've chosen the right, the diet that actually doesn't suit you, an exercise plan that doesn't suit you, or career that doesn't suit you, whatever the case may be for your individual situation, don't be afraid to try something different, to pivot, and, and just keep working at it. Even if you do it on your own, like working with you know a professional can speed things up, obviously, uh, greatly sometimes. But even if it's on your own, just try something, and you know in the long term, put it out there and you know to, to tie it back. The right, the universe will bring you the right thing at the right time when you are ready for it. That's the key. You have to be ready for it. That's it. That's it. You have to be ready for it. And um, this also ties in with the idea of um, self-love. And for me, self-love is mind, body and soul, where we align it to a place we are, where we're giving to ourselves first. And when we do that, then we can bring value to others and we can take care of other people around ourselves and just be a well-nourished happy person walking on this earth and then you know attracting more people like that in our lives so that we can together as a, a human race uh, bring that change to the world to the universe right it all works together like hand in hand so thank you so much for your insights and experience sharing today uh, it's been very very um, intriguing and also bringing up a lot of other questions uh, things that i want to ask you but it's coming to an end now we will definitely maybe have... we'll do a round two at some point <laughs> yes yes we have to do you this know, I, I, I appreciate your time today thank you for having me on. i appreciate your time and energy too thank you so much deepak and if you would like to get in touch with Deepak Saini, you can do so by going to his website, which is www.deepaksainihealth.com. He's also available on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can contact him on Instagram under D-S-A-I-N-I Health, which is D-Saini Health.